Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist and it is time for the TT Time with Dr. Tarver. It is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. So welcome to the last Wednesday in December and also the last Wednesday in the year 2021. I apologize. I've got a wee bit of cold. I think uh, uh, quite a few people either have gotten a cold or unfortunately that Omicron variant has gotten some people over this past week or two. So if you all will bear with my froggy voice for this episode, I will appreciate it. I also want to just wish everybody a happy Kwanzaa. I know that we are transitioning into this new year and I know you have some things that you are looking forward to, but you may have found yourself during this past week of Christmas being disappointed, not getting some of the things that you wanted, having looked forward to being able to spend some time with people or having looked forward to the end of the year of your job and thinking some things were going to be in a way that they just did not turn out. You may have realized that your family still showed up to be your family, that your mother was still critical, that your father was still avoidant, that your sister was still messy and your brother still did not help with anything. You might have recognized that those changes that were supposed to happen at your job did not change and you are in fact wondering why we are going back into the office with this COVID still raging around us. You may have been in a situation where you are just disappointed with how you showed up for other people and they did not show up for you during this Christmas season and you are asking yourself why you continue to put yourself out there expecting things that you are not getting back in return. But whatever the reason for it this season, you may have found that your stocking was stuffed with disappointment. So let's go ahead and get into it. So how do we end up getting here? I know this is a question we frequently ask here on this podcast. What am I doing wrong to continue to keep dealing with these same situations? over and over and over again. Well, I will say that part of it is about expectations. Sometimes we are just not realistic in our expectations of people. We think people are going to be different than who they have been. They have been the same folks our whole lives as we have discussed over and over again. Past behavior is the best predictor of future behavior. But yet I come into situations and I think you're going to do something different this time around. And I find myself getting frustrated with you when you show up and are the same consistent person you have been, which, you know, is important for us to highlight that people are consistent, even if they are consistent in ways that we do not like or appreciate. Um, And also that we think that people are going to do what we do. So we give these grand gestures. We are very thoughtful we are very engaging, we think about how we would feel and we try to make other people feel uh, happy or celebrated or appreciated, but people do not give us that same courtesy. And we do engage in behaviors expecting outcomes. If we're really just honest with ourselves, sometimes we do set ourselves up for these disappointments because we are putting ourselves in situations expecting things to be different even when they have not been. We think that we will be rewarded in some way. If I just continue to keep doing right by you, then surely, surely this time you will show up for me. 
And honestly, even if you model a behavior for people, if that's not who they are, if they are not invested in making any changes, it doesn't matter how many times you show them, they're still going to be the same person that they have been. Sometimes we're just wired a little bit different in terms of how we perceive things. So we look at situations and that is what leads to our disappointment, right? Perception is our reality. So I am evaluating a situation based on my perception. And so I'm disappointed in something, even if that wasn't necessarily your behavior, but it was how I received your behavior. So you may have possibly given me as much as you could. This holiday season, we all have been struggling. We talked in last week's episode about the financial stress that people are under. And sometimes we expect that people are going to be able to show up for us and love us in ways that feel like they translate over into financial blessings. And that's not always how people can show up for us. So we are perceiving that people disappointed us because they didn't give us what we asked for when they really gave us as much as they could. And they were being thoughtful, but they were also operating within their means. But our expectations and our perceptions of that person's abilities did not match what actually showed up for us in that moment. We sometimes get to a point where because we've been so disappointed in our lives, because people have not shown up for us, we tend to lower our expectations. We begin to undervalue ourselves. Uh, I've mentioned before, one of my, my classmates, uh, Pastor Steve Brock said, we are a, an active participant in our own victimization. So I am coming into a situation and I'm expecting less. So what do we do? We are always going to give people whatever they will accept, whatever they will take. So if you expect less, then guess what? People will start adjusting and they will give you less. So we become underachievers, undervaluers. We begin to set our goals lower. We don't strive to go any higher than a level of complacency. We get comfortable with being in this place. And so this is why our This is why those relationships with people have not changed. This is why I'm not able to meet those goals that I've established for myself. This is why I keep getting disappointed because I don't even allow myself to believe that something better is possible. Or we'll go to the other end of the spectrum where we'll be overachievers and we'll be perfectionists, if you will. So if I just keep showing up and I'm outstanding, other people will do the same. They will rise to my standard. They will elevate their game. And unfortunately, no one's expectations are as high as yours. So you end up being the person that has the unrealistic expectations of people. When people are like, hey, we're going to do a $25 gift limit. And you're coming in here with these $150, $200 presents. And you're wondering why other people gave you something for $25. Because that's what we agreed upon. That's what we talked about. However, your expectations have gotten so high. You've gotten to this standard that you created for yourself. Because you feel like, hey, if I do all of these great things again, I'll get these great things back. And that's just not realistic of people. Then sometimes we begin to get to a point where we internalize these disappointments, right? So now I'm starting to attack my um, So when people don't show up for me, I'm starting to get resentful. Um, and I'm starting to lash out at people and I'm starting to be mean toward people. Um, hey, this is you all, you are never there for me. This is your pattern. This is what you do. Um, and instead of me recognizing like, well, first of all, let me separate out 
what someone else has that's outside of my control. I am mad at you. I'm getting mad with you for showing up and being who you are. Why am I getting mad with you for being who you are? Expecting you to be different. That's on me. I'm creating that dynamic. As we were celebrating in the holidays with classmates, we were talking about some of these dynamics in our own family where people who we know, they're, they're, they're unbothered. <laughs> they they are, are going to not rise to any level of, of being excited about something. And we're screaming and we're hollering and we're fussing and we're jumping up and down. And they're like, you're creating that yourself. Um, I'm still over here doing the same thing. I told you that I was not going to be an active participant in your life in that way. I was not going to show up for you in that way. I wasn't going to be to you who you want me to be. And you've never accepted who I can be to you. And you constantly keep trying to make me be something that I cannot. So you are creating your own disappointment. And then we get embarrassed and we feel guilty. And we're ashamed because, well, why did I set myself up in that way? Why do I keep doing this to myself? Now I'm going to be beating myself up over decisions that I've made, which just perpetuates this cycle. So now I'm back at a place where I'm lowering my expectations, where I'm not um, wanting or thinking that people can show up for me. And so I'm just setting myself up to continue to be disappointed over and over and over again. And you say, well, okay, well, Dr. Tarver, what are you trying to communicate to me? You say my expectations are too high, but then you say they're too low. Well, I tell you all all the time that things can exist together. They don't have to be in opposition to each other because I may be able to have different expectations for different people, but I need, may need to lower my expectations with others. Let's get into that thing. So let's talk about these expectations. Realistic expectations. What do realistic expectations look like? First of all, you have to do some self-evaluation before we even get there. Let me look at how I am thinking about things. Let me look at what my needs are. Remember, the evaluation always starts with you because I don't have any control over the other people. So I first need to establish what's in my control that I can prevent and that I can make sure that I'm growing the things that are healthy and, and not giving life to the things that are not. But then what are the things in my life that I don't have any control over? That I don't need to be expending energy on and that is things and people so I have to first do that work within myself what is it that I'm trying to accomplish here what is it that I need and then I need to look at as we talked about before sometimes we're wired a little different in how we interpret events how we perceive things because we're still operating out of some pain and some trauma that we might have dealt with growing up because remember this is where we learn things this is where we learn how to cope this is where our first disappointments were or in our families of origin. So if I've never gotten past those early disappointments, I've never learned how to deal with it, then how am I gonna show up and be able to manage them now in my life, right? So let me do that self inventory first. What's inside my control? What's outside of my control? What is it that I want, need, and desire? And are those things realistic in terms of expectations of whom I'm asking? So if you have people in your life, because relationships tend to be a huge part of why we're disappointed. Like people don't show up for us in the ways that we want to. If it is primarily around relationships in your life that you're realizing you're not satisfied, then first evaluate what type of relationships that you have. Who are you in these relationships with people? All right. So maybe I'm coming into a relationship and let's be honest, some of us have a high level of need. We have a high level of need for affiliation, attention. We have a high level of need for affirmation. 
We have a high level of need for assurance. And so maybe it's me and my disappointments. Again, I'm, I'm um, uh, participating in my own victimization um, because I have not addressed these wounds that I have that are creating these desires in me that I'm looking for you other person to feel and you cannot. So I'm getting disappointed in you because I'm really essentially disappointed in my choices. All right. I'm disappointed in what I'm what I'm asking for and able to give and able to receive because I haven't dealt. I haven't done that work and dealt with my own issues. Right. So I need to say, hey, am I kind of needy? Am I kind of clingy? Right. So I'm expecting you to be available to me all day throughout the day to talk to me, to reassure me all the time. That is exhausting. And a person isn't going to be able to maintain that. So I may need to show up and ask myself like, hey, girl, hey, fella, is there some things that we need to address first? Right. Then I can talk about what is realistic for other people, because I first address this person in me who still has a need. And then I need to think, am I talking to people who can give me what I need? We have different types of relationships. Now, I recognize that we are born into families. Some of us are adopted into families. But whatever the case may be, you have the people in your life who raised you. And those aren't people that you necessarily chose as a child to serve in those roles. Those were roles that you were placed in as a child. But as an adult, guess what, friend? You get to make different choices. So I may not need to go to this person who's been that mother figure in my life looking for support because mama can't be support for me. Mama is critical. She's dealing with her own stuff that she has not addressed. She has her own mental health issues. She will make it about her. It will not even be about me and what, and I'm going to leave her frustrated. Why did I call her? That's the question I'm going to ask myself, which goes back to that guilt, resentment, embarrassment, shame, all of those feelings, right? So why am I continuing to go to mama to be disappointed when I know that she is not the person that can give me what I need? So it may be that I need to choose because we need to utilize all of our resources. I need to choose other people who are going to be able to serve in that role, right? And again, this is me managing my expectations, but it does also mean it's Controlling what I can control. I can't make you mama be somebody you're not. But I can go to someone who does have the capabilities to right? So I'm addressing a couple of different things by making that different choice. And, and the other piece, so if we go back to the therapy piece for just a second, if I'm working on the issues that I have, the wounds that I have that are causing me to need people in ways they can't show up for me, and I figure out how to get those addressed in healthy ways, my worth and my value, then I also won't need for you to serve in that role in my life because I'll be able to fill that void in other ways. My, my relationship um, with, with God, my, my, my church family, my community organizations, my friends, right? So I'm, I'm getting these needs met for affiliation and connection without draining other people. So I'm not continuously being disappointed in them because I can go out and I can do different things for myself that allow me to feel valued and important, right? And prioritized. And so, and then the, another piece of this is we want to look at is if I am continuing to recognize a pattern in the people that I'm choosing, that's another issue that I need to address. Okay. So now I'm not just going to mom, I'm going to other, I'm doing to friends. So I'm like, no, it's nobody. It's not just family. It's everybody in my life. It happens with my coworkers. It happens. Right. So I'm being disappointed constantly. All right. Am I setting myself up? And again, this goes back to them. Am I under or overachieving? If I'm overachieving, I'm trying to do too much. I'm trying to take on too much. I'm trying to be all these things to people. Because again, I'm looking for something in return. So I have ulterior motives for what I'm trying to gain here. So I'm disappointed in you all because I'm extending, overextending, if you will, myself to you 
in ways thinking that you're going to validate me, you're going to give back to me, you're going to pour into me. And so I need to also look at my patterns, right? So maybe it's not just one person. Maybe it's all the people I'm picking because I'm ending up picking folks that's like mama or I'm ending up picking people that's like daddy or brother or uncle or auntie, whoever these significant relationships were in my life. So I may have to clean house. I may have to recognize like, ugh, right? So this part is doing this inventory. I may not have healthy people in my life. And I know that that's difficult for you all because you're like, well, I, I don't know that I could just start over with everybody and just get rid of everybody that's in there. And, you know, we, we talk about doing things in steps. So that doesn't mean you have to do it all tomorrow. Um, you don't have to Thanos moment. I'm going to get out of there, snap your fingers and they're gone. Um, but it may mean that you're putting some things in place, right? Because I always tell you all, don't take anything away before you put something in its place. So it may be that I'm adding, I'm building, I'm creating some healthier things, working with that life coach, working with that therapist, working with that spiritual advisor, whoever it is that's supporting me, that mentor. And I'm creating these healthy relationships. And as I get those more solidified, then I can systematically start letting some of these other relationships go that aren't meaningful to me, that aren't beneficial to me, that aren't helping me in any kind of way. Okay. So in addition to managing those expectations and making different decisions about the people that we're going to so that we're not disappointed, then I'm, I'm allowing myself to gain control over things and let go of things over which I have no control because, again, can't fix y'all. I can only address me. Um, and then I'm utilizing all the support resources that I have available to me to make these necessary changes. Right? And then another piece I think that it's important for us to consider is what are you doing to show up for yourself? Right. So what are my goals? What am I pouring into myself? What am I investing in myself that is going to allow me to have a different experience? If I didn't get that house I wanted, if I didn't get that promotion or that job I wanted, if I didn't get that person I wanted, if I didn't get um, that relationship with the siblings that I wanted. So what am I showing up and doing for myself? Right. So what am I going to do different that I have not done? Because oftentimes we're engaging in the same behaviors, expecting different results. You're not going to get a different result engaging in the same behavior. Now, some things, again, we have to realize, like, I can't get that from you. And so I need to get that in other ways. But some things, like, I really haven't done the work. And that goes to the underachieving part. I haven't showed up for you either. <laughs> I haven't showed up in that job either. I haven't saved that money that I needed to save for that down payment either. I haven't been a good steward of my resources either, right? So my disappointments are coming from my lack of investment. And I, I haven't invested. I'm not going to get a return. So it's really important for us to make sure that I'm putting in something in order to be able to get out something, right? Input, output. Um, so that is part of that evaluation process too. Have I showed up and done the work for myself? Nobody should be investing more in you than you, friend, are investing in you. So if you have not invested in yourself, then how would you expect that anyone else is going to show up and invest in you? Okay, so take home points, manage your expectations, control the things that you do have control over, utilize all of your available resources to make necessary changes and invest in and show up for yourself. Those friends are the way that you can manage these disappointments so that next year you're not dealing with these same old tired stockings again. We will, in the January episode, be discussing some of the ways that you can invest in yourself. But I do want you to know that you do not have to wait until the new year to be a new you. Be well.